Before we jump into this week's episode, let me tell you about one of the sponsors for the Reach Australia National Conference. KidsWise is pleased to announce the launch of the KidsWise Academy, an easy-to-access online training platform. The KidsWise Academy offers training that equips people to build an effective children's ministry. It also has team leader training for anyone leading a team of volunteers in any area of ministry. You can choose to access individual training to fit around your lifestyle. Alternatively, select the group training option and gather a group in your local church to think through one of the growing number of training modules available. For more information on KidsWise Academy, go to kidswiseacademy.com.au. LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. G'day, I'm Scott Sanders. Welcome to The One Thing, a podcast designed to give you one solid practical tip for gospel-centered ministry every week. Now, The One Thing is brought to you thanks to Reach Australia. And over the month of May and June, we're having our annual tax online resource library campaign. You're probably going, what's that all about? Well, that's a regular campaign that we have every year uh, to ask you, our listeners, to support the work of Reach Australia and particularly the work of building solid, practical, gospel-centred ministry resources all year round. And so we'd love you to give a one-off donation uh, or commit to giving regularly so that we can keep producing resources that serve the local church all across Australia. Give now at reachaustralia.com.au forward slash give slash resource slash library. But for now, you've pressed play on another episode of The One Thing, Teams in Church. And I want to introduce Rick Warner. He's part of the team at Laneway Church in Melbourne. Laneway Church was planted six years ago by Josh and Sarah Allen. And I think Sam Wallace as well was the MTS at the time in the inner western suburbs of beautiful Melbourne. Welcome to The One Thing, Rick. Uh, thank you. It's good to be here. Now, is this your first time on The One Thing, Rick? Uh, yeah, long time listener, first time on. Well, it is really good to uh, good to have you on the team. Now, you're responsible for ministry teams, so tell us what does that look like day to day? We break it down into three areas. It's uh, it's recruiting, so it's helping people join ministry teams for the first time or helping our, uh, our portfolios uh, find the right people with the right gifts and the right passions. Uh, there's uh, consultation, which is helping those uh, portfolio areas or um, yeah, areas of church think about how they can be resourcing uh, their teams better, how they can be functioning uh, smoother as teams, and <clears throat> general training that we do for uh, everyone in ministry. So recruitment, consulting, and general and training. training. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, three areas. That's really simple and clear. Very helpful. Now, Nick, we're talking about, t- uh, Rick, we're talking about teams. Uh, can you tell us what's the greatest team that you've ever been in? Oh, that's a tough question. I feel like there's a, a godly answer I should give that says, you know, my best team is my marriage or, uh, but you know, oh, Rick, my, that's wa- not- <laughs> my wife will forgive me because uh, that's a boring answer, uh, even though it's probably true. Um, I'm not sporty. I've been in soccer teams. I've been in basketball teams and they ne- I never even got graded. It was terrible. Um, <laughs> but the best team I was ever in was this really nerdy, sciencey thing we did at school when I was in year six, all the schools across the country competed. You had to work out what this, um, 
yeah, some science problem across the country. So it's like a, sci- a science Olympiad. Type, it was a science type, Olympiad, type yeah. yeah. And uh, my team won across the country. Yeah. It was uh, it was called Murder Under the Microscope and Gosford Primary School that we won it and uh, got to go down to Canberra to get a trophy. It was the only trophy I have and will ever get. So, so aside from the trip to Canberra and the trophy, what made that team great? Oh, it was... Um, it was the first time I think I'd experienced a team where everybody was doing different things. Everyone, I could see everyone had different strengths, um, but everyone was working together and everyone knew exactly what they were trying to achieve. Well, I'd like to say that sounds like fun, but I was a kid who always, <laughs> who always got put on the back table and wasn't allowed to touch the science equipment because I, I didn't follow the rules. So, yep, science and Scott don't mix. <laughs> Uh, now, we often talk about the importance of uh, giving responsibility and taking responsibility mm. in the area of sort of the Reach Australia framework. Mm. Uh, we talk regularly about the importance of having a culture of teams in church life, handing over responsibility. Uh, often we use the phrase, uh, you want to move from rosters to teams. Yeah, yep. Um, so uh, often, you know, the, qu- the question I sort of get pushed back is, but you, you know, yes, but you still need rosters. So. Are there areas of life at Laneway that still require a roster? Yeah, I think um, part of it depends on what your definition of a team and a roster is. And so you don't want to make the definition of a team so broad that, you know, you can move the goalposts and fit everything under it. Uh, but if for for how I conceive of teams and um, similar to how we, we uh, talk about it, the, the conference and in other places, uh, a team is... Uh, a consistent group of individuals who are working towards a common goal. Uh, And so we've got some areas that don't operate on uh, week by week or on some regularity together. We've got our preachers, uh, we've got our, uh, our MCs. Uh, They don't work together in that team sense. Like you want uh, is ideal in most teams. Uh, But we still try and do, uh, help them think of themselves as a team, meet regularly. Um, our, our MCs, for instance, uh, they are paired up so that they'll give each other peer feedback when, they, when they've been MCing and about how they're going. Um, but the nature of it is you just, it, it, it's a one man or one woman band when you're doing those things. Uh, you can't exactly have a, a whole team of people MCing. So that's, that's still largely roster based. And, and presumably, if you're on a music team, you know, you might be on a music team that's on the first and the third Sunday of the month. So mm. in some ways, you know, in my head, I'm thinking they're still kind of rostering, you know, in that sense. Yeah, we still like to make our um, uh, MCs on with a regular band, uh, if that makes sense. Is that what your question is? Or is your question, uh, even our bands roster on to some yeah yeah well both that's that's really helpful you know in terms of the the first point in terms of seeing seeing mcs as part of um part of a team internally with Mm. with the other mcs but also seeing that actually they're a part of the music team that's on that day the av team on Mm, you know mm. they're working with the preacher to ensure that you know people respond to the sermon you know respond in praise and thanksgiving through prayers and through song yeah yeah through through the through the service as well uh, but the reality is, you know, you also just need to put people on a first Sunday or a, a third Sunday of the month or, you know, two weeks on, two weeks off. Or, yeah, yeah. You know, they're, they're still kind of rostering or at least, you know, positioning people in places. Yeah, it's it's they're still rostering. Uh, it's 
we just try and do it as rostering of teams rather than uh, rostering, rostering of individuals to roles. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. So the the thing that I often see, you know, well, I sometimes see in, in churches is at the bottom of the, uh, you know, bottom of the bullet and you have sort of this week, who's who's on, you know, who's on welcoming, <laughs> uh, who's on flowers, who's on prayer, who's on Bible. And then next week, you know, the helpful reminder, next week, you know, Rick's going to be on prayers. Um, yeah. And Rick's going to be on flowers. That, that'll be a great week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we don't, uh, we don't do a bunch of that, uh, partly because we don't have bulletins, but yeah, um, our teams will be on a a regular. They'll know. Um, say for our bands, they're on a one in three, um, and so uh, it's the same group of people who are up each time. Great. So, so it sounds like teams most naturally function often when you've got more than one person in them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, the definition of team was a group of people who are moving towards that, uh, working towards that common goal. Mm. Um, so tell us about some of the teams and tell about some of the teams that are working well in church life and some mm. of the teams that aren't working well in church life at the moment. Yeah, it's, that's that's helpful. So and you don't have to give names on, you know, don't have to give too many names on the uh, ones that aren't working well. <laughs> List everybody. Uh, no, um, <clears throat> the I think one of the areas that most naturally works, as you, as you raised, is the, the band. Um, we're not... It, it's, a, it's a rare occurrence that you've got in outside of church, a band that's made up of a, a random drummer this week, a random guitarist, a singer, and you, you pull them together week by week, according to who's available. Uh, musicians aren't used to working like that when they're working together. And so, mm. uh, even though that's what historically, how the bands were operating historically, um, at Laneway, uh, that was one of the things that we changed to give regular teams, um, and, you know, there was some, some pushback to that, but now, uh, it's beautiful to see we have, uh, our band leaders who sometimes are the lead vocalists, sometimes aren't, um, but they're making sure they're organizing, uh, rehearsals. They're, they're, they're doing all the logistics, but they've also uh, had their eyes raised above the logistics of what they're doing so that they are, um, they are helping their band think about how do you transition between songs? How do you helpfully uh, bring the congregation uh, into this song out of this sermon that we've just heard or whatever it might be? And so uh, the fact that they're working with the same people means they've they've formed trust and they're able to uh, lead their members uh, in what they're doing beyond the, the, the basic uh, core level of what they need to do to, to make that work. So it's help. It's helpful. Use your language of being them, the team being beautiful. Um, you know, you you you're describing that sort of. You know, everything just kind of works cohesively. Everything. You know, people know their role, they mm-hmm. know their place, uh, they know their function. Mm-hmm. But then you can also start doing not not only you know playing music well, but you can also start doing those extra additional things uh, that you know that again they're one percenters or they're you know they're you know, not a, you don't you don't necessarily have to do them, but as you become more comfortable with each other and uh, you know build that trust, you're able to better transition between songs. Um, yeah, able yeah. to you know able to understand how each other's thinking. Now, mm. now that's with the band. I'm, I've got to say, I'm not a muso, uh, but but can you see that in you know where do you see that operating? Say in, in the kids kids team or in the youth team or in the welcoming team. Our, our kids team at Laneway have really 
really gone from strength to strength in this. They've they've recognised that uh, they don't want to have a, a rotating group of people who are leading uh, the kids. It's I've I can't remember exactly who said it, but I remember someone describing it as though we have our Bible study small groups at church for our adults, and we just changed our our Bible study leaders uh, every week so that it's a, it's a new group. Um, it would be ridiculous. And so the kids team have got that. We've got, um, they've now structured so that they've got two teams where our, our number of kids is finally growing. And so, uh, we've got two groups of kids led by two groups of people that go on a month on month off roster. Um, but it's the same people who are serving, uh, together each time. And that's been fantastic as, uh, a parent of kids in that program, we can see the benefit that's happened as they've, as, as they've shifted towards that. Um, our, our kids are walking away, uh, remembering what they've heard. They're excited. Uh, we've seen more, uh, kids wanting to invite their friends along. Um, all because the leaders are serving together and they're able to deepen and strengthen in what they're doing. It's, it's not changing constantly. And so they get a rhythm of this person is really good at talks. <clears throat> this person is really good at the games. This person is really good at being the social glue. They help each other in that. Uh, and they, they're all trying to grow, but there's uh, consistency. Uh, and it's meant that our, our kids team has really grown. So uh, you talk about, you talk about, uh, consistency. You talk about that place. Can can you give us an example of where you know teams are teams are hard to function and uh, it's it's always it's always a challenge. Mm. Yeah, I think there's a uh, a few areas that we're identifying at the moment that we we're needing to bring in teams more. Uh, wherever there's similar to how preaching and MCs are hard to get into uh, teams in the same way. Any place that there is a small role that you could roster somebody on for, uh, it, it's really easy to just bring someone in uh, because you've got a need and say, well, I have this need, I'll bring in this person uh, into a new a role. Uh, but it means that you end up, you can easily end up with a whole lot of people floating. And so one of my other hats is missions. And mm -hmm. I feel that in the missions world where uh, I've got somebody who is uh, my mission events coordinator. And so they're in charge of, and they, they work on uh, our big events, Easter, Christmas, our summer uh, mission season. Uh, and they're, they're in, in charge of that. But then we've got somebody else who is, uh, has been working on our evangelistic series and doing the logistics there. And then we have uh, table leaders at that evangelistic series. Uh, and we have, uh, people who are praying, leading prayer in small groups. So we have all these different things. And I noticed, even though I, I love ministry and that's one of the, the hats that I, I wear, I, I had this other area where I had basically no teams. I had just a whole lot of individuals doing different roles. Mm, mm. Um, and so one of the challenges for me has been to go, how do I bring these people into a team? So even though they're doing different functions, uh, there's people who are, serving uh all at our evangelistic series uh which we call meeting jesus and so even if they're table leaders or they're uh running the event uh whatever they're doing we're trying to bring them now into a team uh with different roles so that they can actually uh be re be reminding each other where on 
uh, we're on for the same goal here. Um, yeah, you can see you can see the real wrestle. You've got people who are who are doing sort of specialist functions, and they and they don't need to necessarily talk to each other, but you kind of want to keep lifting their eyes up to see the mm. bigger, larger goal, mm. and helping them helping them in in seeing that larger team that they're actually part of something that, um, you know, something that is building to a you know a larger outcome of of seeing you know, I guess mission heat happening across all of church life. Yeah, exactly. I think part of the reason is because. Um, one of the reasons I'm so convinced that teams are great is because um, I think when we think uh, when people are on rosters, one of the, the there's a couple of ways that people are, are strengthened and grown. It's it's through uh, the the role that they're, they're, the goal they're trying to achieve. Um, they're they're pushing towards this. There's the, the ministry involvement, um, <clears throat> and their leader is able to help them uh, and disciple them in that. Uh, but when people are part of a team, it means that they can have the one another. Uh, the, the, the consistency of one another sharpening and discipling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, if people are lone rangers doing a really, as you say, specialised role, but they don't have other people alongside them who can encourage them and sharpen them and deepen them as disciples in the way that they're serving, uh, it's, it's a missed opportunity for them. And so uh, sometimes it's bringing people together into a team where they're not doing exactly the same role, but it's important for the sake of them having that uh, one another discipleship as they're, as they're serving. Uh, well, this is a particularly long episode. We're going to split it into two. The second half you can catch up with uh, in our next episode of The One Thing.